Welcome back, Mortal X friends. I'm Cody. I'm Riley. And we are here on this very sinister day to talk about Mr. Sinister. Sins of Sinister. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> What's really crazy right now is that Riley actually has a red diamond on his forehead that he has not taken off since Sins of Sinister premiered. That's I got it tattooed, actually. <laughs> it's looking good. Uh, we are, we're going to a tattoo party mm-hmm. in about a month. And this isn't in a bit. We're actually going to a tattoo party. Okay, and, I was like, where's this going? No, no, it's true, it's true. And I've, I don't know, I'm not sure what to get. The thought crossed my mind, not of a red diamond, but I was thinking if you had to get an X-Men tattoo, like, what would you get? Uh, I don't know. Something in Krakoan, probably. Yeah, Krakoan would be an easy answer for me. I'm still kind of pushing for that. Leslie's opposed. What is a tattoo party? It's a party where we're going with like four other couples. Uh-huh. We have a friend who is like, looks really good. He's super tatted up. Mm-hmm. And so he has a go-to guy who's ready. And they're like, hey, we've been talking about doing a tattoo party. So I think in like early April, I think we're all going to go down and like book this guy for like two days and just take turns just getting tattoos. Getting tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, I'll, this would be your first tattoo. This would be my first if I were to do it. There's no pressure, so I've oh, been told... Oh, you have to do it. I like, think a tattoo party is a pretty good reason to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know what I would get besides a diamond on my forehead. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. I don't know. It might mess up my future job prospects, but it might look pretty cool at, like... I mean, where are you going to put it? You know, where that's, else? That's a thing. Forehead or butt? <laughs> <laughs> Forehead's probably not the best choice. Yeah, for my first one, at least. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um... But just like the full two page spread of uh, Hawks issue one. Yeah. Just like the whole thing on your back. The whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) The whole thing. Yeah. The whole like. Including the data pages. Yeah. The data pages would hurt. That would hurt. That'd be a lot of small, small fonts just drilling into you. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about where you have yours. Riley has tattoos. And for this audio medium, I'm going to describe. Like, I like where you have yours kind of on your, like, tricep. Yeah. I thought about getting one there. Okay. Like, yeah, I think that would spot. be a good spot. Kind of a small one. Maybe, like, a Krakoan letter. Yeah. Yeah. And, or just, like, and the... And Cyclops' bod. The X, you know, that just, they've been oh, using the, since the Muller, the Muller X. Yeah, yeah, the Muller X. Muller X is pretty sick. Nice and big. Um, surprisingly enough this is not a podcast about tattoos though um that's that's our next podcast that's, yeah sure that's that's uh, immortal immortal tat friends um but today we're talking about sins of sinister and the event we are about we're about three weeks in four weeks in technically three weeks in this is the this is third the third issue. this is the third issue i'm trying to remember if we skipped or not but I we have there was a pause in there's one week pause there, i think somewhere i think you're right regardless we're here now we are sitting on uh spinning out of i think our last x-men issue was our uh x-men immortal x-men 10 issue the xavier issue yeah, that's yeah, when we yeah. that's when we did mm-hmm. an x-men focused episode uh but we have so far had um in this this miniseries what's going on uh coming off of our immortal x-men 10 review if you haven't listened to that go back we kind of break down that whole thing but uh, Mr. Sinister has basically, he's won. He's won. The Quiet Council um, are his uh, through the resurrection protocols. We called it, really. We called that that was the issue, that yeah. hope was it. And I'm very, I'm very glad we called that. That felt like a nice thing. That was very exciting to see. But because Sinister managed to kill hope, he's been he's the little asshole has been trying to tamper with resurrection the entire time. Yeah. This was Sinister's plan since the very beginning. So once again, 
I think we just need a running category called Moira was right. Yeah. And this is one of those times. But Sinister now has control. And basically now when people are resurrected, they get resurrected as essentially like a back <laughs> backdoor Sinister protocol. So what I do think mm-hmm. is cool about this is like they still have the personalities yeah, that of, is cool. of the people that are coming back. So like Xavier is a Sinister, but he's still xavier adjacent yeah um so i think that is really cool so hope isn't a sinister but still hope i think that makes it much more interesting than we're reading a series of just like a thousand sinisters like betraying each other because we've seen that we saw that when gillen first did x-men in his run in uncanny Mm -hmm. where he made a whole city of sinisters using the celestial right and so i was kind of i was nervous that that's what this is going to be but seeing that it still is like they have their morality um but Sins of Sinister, we have our main issues uh, written by Gillen, and I think it's like Sins of Sinister Alpha, I think is what they called it, Mm. maybe, or just Sins of Sinister number one, and then they're going to have Sins of Sinister Dominion is the name of the last issue. Yeah. But it's it's really exciting. Spoilers, by the way. Um, They're doing it in the same kind of, uh, not even hox pox, but the the powers of 10 structure. Mm -hmm. So the first three issues um, written by Ewing, Spurrier, and Gillen are Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, Nightcrawlers, and Immoral X-Men. And each of these minis are going to have three issues, with the first three taking place in year 10, then year 100, and then year 1000, which yeah. is, I think, a very cool idea for a mini that we haven't seen like this in a, in a, little, in a while. Yeah. I think that gives it a good opportunity to just get really bonkers. Really like, bonkers, and yeah. And it already has been. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird one today. We just uh, we are recording this like moments after finishing uh, Spurrier's Nightcrawlers. Yeah. The second of these. So uh, that that is what we've... So far we've read Sins of Sinister number one, Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, and Nightcrawlers. Those are the three issues that are out right now. Yeah. Um, but essentially what we love from the very beginning uh, of, of Immortal X-Men... Sinister is using Moira as video game save points, basically. But someone stole his Moira lab. So Mm -hmm. Sinister planned to go back and reset this entire thing, which is pretty funny because basically the Sinisters have taken over the world. The the X-Men as Sinisters have taken over. They have either gotten rid of most of the other heroes and villains in very dramatic ways, um, which I thought was extremely fun. We'll talk more about that. But... Sinister has apparently been doing this to test out experiments so that he can take back to the present day of Marvel Comics and try out. Yeah. And this time he decided the experiment was over when the quiet council sinisters like rebelled against him. Yeah. That's when he's like, God, this isn't worth it anymore. Yeah. They have their own ideas and choices and they basically vote against his wishes and you know he's and he's like, like i'm out them, i gave them way too long a leash they need to be uh, they need to be reined in a little bit uh yeah i like it i like the fact that like yes this is all sinister's doing but in a way he's still not entirely in control he's still like <laughs> entirely in control for yeah. all his genius and you know maniacal planning he's still kind of like a slave to his own idiocy he's in a way his arrogance is getting the best of him already and yeah seeing, i so a few weeks ago red issue one i i i loved it mm-hmm. um i i read it in my car while waiting for a meeting and like i i laughed giddily openly multiple times mm-hmm. um we see sinister and the the sinister quiet council basically manipulate every single person on the planet yeah kill so many people 
and like big ringers too in very creative ways yeah um <laughs> thanos gets destroyed through like a time vortex exploding bullet um he just has people wipe out wanda just in case the, yeah. the fantastic four family is sent up and destroyed in an incredible fashion yeah um, i liked that um he has he manipulates the avengers into yeah. helping the x-men destroy orcus yeah and take down nimrod and all that stuff and then they willingly get captain america to volunteer to to take the mutant gene yeah yeah, and become a sinister and he later you know like what kills the president kills something (laughs) captain america kills the president the x-men get to look like the heroes by taking him down yeah but essentially all of all of our all of our main x-men are corrupt with the exception with the notable exception of uh, Storm mm-hmm. and a remaining faction of Arako mutants, yeah. um, which is what Storm and the Brotherhood is focusing on. And that issue is sick. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I really like about that is like Storm in X Men Red has been such like a badass character. Yeah. You know, and like her whole thing, like she and Magneto both decide for themselves that like we're erasing all of our backups, like we're not taking part in that. You know, and at the time we were reading it, it like, dang, like they're hardcore, like they're that badass that they're, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm not going to be killed and that kind of thing. Um, and that it is actually really heavily coming into play now, you know, in this story that Storm doesn't have a backup. She's never died. You know, she's never been resurrected. There's no sinister imprint in her you know no it's awesome it's 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 so it's so cool i think that's what's been really fun about this and obviously you have ewing spurrier and gillen working together to craft this narrative but like we are seeing all of these threads connect and like i like you said i would have never guessed that ewing's storm deleting her backups like obviously expected that to come into play and we got to see it come into play with the death of magneto Mm -hmm. but now seeing it like oh man like storm was really the only one that was safe yeah is is a very cool mechanic yeah that it wasn't just kind of an aside it wasn't just an aside or or wasn't just like a ticking clock yeah Yeah. or just storm doing it for clout you know like we want storm to have some kind of like really awesome moment so this is what we're gonna do and then we're just gonna leave it you know whatever like it actually becoming like the focal point of her issues in this whole thing that's very cool i really appreciate that it's cool. And then, uh, so we have Storm and the Brotherhood fighting back. Araku has been destroyed by Sinister and crew. Um, it was it was hard in Sins of Sinister seeing some of what happened. Yeah. I think particularly the lobotomizing of Krakoa oh, yeah. that was, was really... extremely rough yeah. and very graphic. And, and seeing a book from a villain's perspective of just, it reminds me of playing like when I was little and I would make up games with my siblings and play toys, like the villains would get pretty far in their plots and mm. one of my siblings would like literally go and tattle on me for playing too evil. Mm. And I would be told by my mother to like start toning back the game. There was a moment when reading this, I'm like, have we got, like, have we gone too far? Like, yeah, like, like, like this is hard to read. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing. This is kind of in a vacuum or like it in some ways I'm sure will be yeah. in a vacuum. Like, Seeing Krakoa literally get lobotomized was pretty and rough. Drooling and drooling and Doug coming up. And, and ju- yeah, just oh. like the, the brain dead aspect is a little rough. And yeah. Yeah, just being glad that at some point or another that won't be. <laughs> <laughs> the, the status quo, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I am curious to see who is going to, um, like obviously we're going to come out of this. And we've seen solicits already and I'm excited to see. And eventually they have the mechanic of the save points resetting. 
Um, I would have never thought three years ago that this is what the Moira lifelines like yeah, would lead us to. Yeah. Um, I'm very fine that they are. I like that at least at one time in this issue of Nightcrawlers today, they referred to the Moiras as playthroughs. Yeah. That yeah. It's, it's all very much like a game to it, Sinister and, you know, all these grandmaster plans and whatever. Yeah. But like using, <laughs> like the dialogue choice of using like playthrough in our day of like video games yeah. and stuff like that is very much a like how, how just like throwaway it is to Sinister. I, I like that. I, I really like that a lot too. And I think Sins of Sinister really makes it feel that way where mm-hmm. it's like he is a scumbag. Yeah. A scumbag with ambition. So it doesn't bring up a question that really, what is the most um, sinister thing that you've done in like an open world video game with a save point that you feel comfortable talking about on the pod? Like, was there a moment like in Fallout 3 where you're like, I'm oh, going <laughs> to save right here before I... Yeah, um, I used to... <laughs> I want to hear oh, Riley. Right? What's Riley's Fallout Sins of Sinister? Um, I used to like... Oh gosh, there were a few different things. There was one involving like I would use a fat man on everyone <laughs> in Tenpenny Tower, like the whole building. Like I would just uh, kill everybody with a fat man. Um, there's another one where I would like lay this gigantic like trip mine trap and have someone walk into it and they would like they would like break the game because their body would launch so far in the air that it would just break the sky you know um and you would just see their body just like flailing around up in the up in the clouds the one the one that always got me that i thought was like exceptionally funny at 17 was in megaton city a uh, retired mercenary Jericho. Mm-hmm. If you reverse pickpocketed a grenade mm-hmm. into his pants, he would yell pineapple right before he exploded. Mm. And so I would always make that my challenge where I would see if I could stealth reverse pickpocket the grenade and then see how long I could survive my own carnage of Megaton oh, yeah. City. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, everyone's coming. Let's see how far I get. Yeah. I, uh, my first playthrough of Fallout three, um, I was kind of, here, you get five minutes, then I'll take five minutes with a couple of friends, you know? (laughs) And uh, he stole a pair of scissors or something out of, like, the doctor's office when you're, like, at level one or something. And uh, and then he, like, walked out the door, so it auto-saves. So we, like, have no weapons besides, like, a lead pipe. And now, and, and now the entire town is against us. Hey! And we just, like, get killed immediately. So we had to replay the whole, like, 30-minute vault gosh. sequence just to get out of it. Like, dude. Yeah. Brutal. But, yeah. It was, you know, Fallout 3 and the ability to do a whole bunch of terrible things kind of brought out the little, like, sadists in yeah. all of our 16-year-old selves the, or whatever. The Sims, the Sims 2, I remember mess, messing up lifelines with mm. that, too. That was one mm. that we would <laughs> play quite a bit. Uh, rest in peace, Sims 2, Pleasant View Town. Um, so we've had three issues so far, Sins of Sinister, Storm in the Brotherhood, and Nightcrawlers. Uh, Nightcrawlers takes a very different tone. Um, Nightcrawlers is a Spurrier's run coming off of his Legion of X, and it deals much more with uh, our first look really at these chimeras. Like we saw them in Sinis- Sins of Sinister number one. But how did how did you feel about this one? Um, this one's a little tricky. Um I admittedly did not read Legion of X. Um, I uh, I got a nice rundown of what has been happening in that before we began reading. 
Um, did I prepare you enough? You think? Yeah, yeah, you did. But you there's know. a there's a few moments where like, oh yeah, like I did yeah, prep Riley yeah, for this. Th- it, it's a little different. It's a little heady. Yeah. Um, some of the things that are going on. Um, yeah, I like it. There's some things in this in this issue that are really amusing. Uh, I like seeing all the chimeras, especially. Um, and then playing off of these really famous or popular like X-Men characters or yeah. even Spider-Man. Um, yeah, there's some things that are really cool. Uh, seeing the the Sinisters, the alternate Sinisters kind of from around the X-Line coming together was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's some things that are really cool about it. You know, this one is uh, it's a little more tricky to kind of jump into than I think... Um, Storm of the Brotherhood or Immoral X-Men will kind of be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I do like seeing, um, you know, I really did enjoy Way of X and the Spark and Nightcrawler fighting for that. So um, it's cool to see some of those threads kind of come into play um, and see just how, um, you know, like for all of Sinister's planning, like there's some things that are still, you know. Um, like outside his control. Yeah, yeah. And that the Spark might be part of that you know that some some aspect of the spark survives sinister's uh plans so yeah there's some cool stuff in this one yeah. although it was a little bit trickier to chew on um but yeah i'm excited to see yeah where this one i'm goes. excited to see i'm i'm really interested where it's like obviously stuff is happening um i'm curious to see what immoral does but immoral is our last one in this like year 10 timeline yeah. then we jump to year 100 and yeah. i i'm excited to see where this goes but this is cool i think this is a really neat idea for a mini um, but it's also one of those where kind of like you and I both got the House of M omnibus. Mm-hmm. And I've honestly, I I love the main series so much. And I know we've even like recommended that on this pod multiple times. But reading some of these tie-ins, I'm having a hard time getting through them because I'm not attached right. to any of these characters. And they just kind of feel like real like what if mm-hmm. one-offs. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm... I'm kind of feeling the same way with some of these Chimera characters, not towards Storm and the Brotherhood. Like, I'm very excited to see what their year 100 looks like. But some right. of these Chimeras right now, I'm like, well, they were fun. Like, I don't I don't know if we're going to see them again. Like, right. I, I'm sure we'll see Banshee again. I'm sure we'll see Mother Righteous. But I'm curious to see what this future holds. Especially as we jump to year 100. As we like, jump to year 100. And yeah. it's like, we'll check in with the Quiet Council, I'm sure. And they can they can keep being around. Yeah. But the rest, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm really interested to see where, where this series goes. Especially because we're doing such a huge jump. Yeah. Know, and the, these three books have already kind of been a little bit nuts on their own. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to get crazier from here as yeah. time goes by. You know, what year 1000 is going to look like versus year 10, yep. you know? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be cool to see just how nutty this gets before, you know, it it almost feels like, you know, I've, I've, you know, I admit to being a little bit like fatigued by events and stuff. Like I kind of just want like a a period of time that's just like books and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, find some old plot thread that never got fulfilled and kind of give us that versus now here we are in another thing, you know, um, but it, it will be really fun to see how just nutty these three writers can get I agree before they kind of like go back to you know it's almost just like a we're gonna take three months to get really ridiculous to get really weird yeah and uh, you know I, I can respect that and I think I will be happy when we move back into just like we're yeah. pushing forward and in, in Krakoan era but I think it'll be fun to like look at this whole picture at the end 
just like how ridiculous it, it was for those three I months. Think, I think this has been cool where these, these are some, besides Duggan's, Duggan's X-Men is notably like not here which yeah. I definitely think is interesting. And he's doing his own thing. I have those issues to read today too, because mm-hmm. he's doing like, it looks like a Captain Marvel brood mm-hmm. crossover, which yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I wasn't really excited about, I was more excited about all the sense of sinister stuff than like the brood getting mm-hmm. a, a mini for a while. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the mosaic of what's going on and what Hickman started is beginning to pay off. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like, the sins of sinister is leading us into kind of like another unique act. And obviously they've announced that fall of X is starting. Yeah. Um, what if it's really not fall, but what if it just means it's like autumn of X? I think <laughs> like, like actually yeah, it's just the autumn of X-Men comics. I think they're, you know, in terms of like, if we're going to talk about fall of X real quick, I think fall of X is, going to be more like the fall of Xavier more mm, than the fall of, of the Krakoa. actual. Yeah. Okay. Because I think, you know, now we've had Dawn and rain and destiny or trials or yeah. whatever it has been lately. Um, it's kind of like Dawn of X is kind of this wide yeah. giant, like the whole line, you know? And I feel like this is kind of a misdirection because people, you know, I, I don't want to overgeneralize, but I think the vast majority of like, you know, frequent comic readers are enjoying this new thing versus being in, you know, the, the, the mansion. Westchester mansion. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I don't think that, you know, people want this to end just yet. And it doesn't feel like it's ready to, you know, there's no grand finale on the horizon. It feels like. So, um, I think fall of X is more the fall of Xavier. Okay. Um, because we had take, Riley. I like Moira it. Yeah. has kind of been taken off the board. Magneto's been taken yeah. off the board at least for a while, and he's kind Xavier's of the last of that last. trinity. Yeah, yeah. You, that's that's a. I like that take. I I think you just made me more excited. I think that I've been totally just reading it as like the end of this era. And God, that's but, maybe my my take here is like I hope to God that's not what it is. I hope not too. Know? Um, I I am excited, and we've already seen like after Sense of Sinister. Immortal X-Men's coming back. X-Men Red's coming back. And obviously, like, the other titles, Marauders, Sabretooth, New Mutants, Bishop War College just started. Um, that will be another one to talk about at yeah. another point because I I'm very, I want to hear your take. Mm. Um, but, yeah, anything anything else you want to shout out before we, we wrap up this, this pod? Um, anything you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to seeing what tattoo you get. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. I am too. So if you have tattoo um, ideas for Cody, please send like, in. not only send us your ideas, but send us your little like doodles, your mock-ups, like yeah. show us what you got, you know? I, I look forward to that. Uh, we will not put it to a vote. Um, that sounds extremely dangerous he to, wants, to leave um, social media. He wants a Ben Percy, like, beast, like, evil beast I with the tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. But I want inside the eye patch to be uh, the, I'll be wearing ye, like, oh like God, written on dude. the eye patch. Oh. You should get I'll be wearing ye and Krakoan. What if I just, <laughs> I'll tell Leslie it means something else. Yeah. No, this means, like, Dominion. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really just I'll be wearing ye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would be able to look at you after that. I know, especially because it's on my forehead, like right, a sinister yeah, diamond. Yeah. Um, well, that is all. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back soon uh, with more more hot takes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the hottest of takes. This is a really tame episode. I think we're both just enjoying the series, and you should read comics. And uh, 
Maybe we need to see something like, oh, yeah, it's confirmed the X-Men are coming to the MCU. Yeah. Wow. Read X-Men comics because they're in the MCU. Yeah. They're in both post-credits of Kang. Yeah. Sorry, I mean Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. I literally have not referred to that. I think I told Leslie I wanted to see it. And I was like, I want to go see Kang this weekend. She's mm-hmm. like, that's not what it's called. Well, I mean, yeah, just call know, it that. Just call yeah, it that. That's fine. All right. Well, uh, read comics. Read comics. Be sinister. Um, load up load up an old save point this weekend. See yeah. where you're at. In Fallout 3, you know what to do now. You know what to do. Our hot tips. Bye. Bye.